good evening and welcome to Laughing Monkey Music Show. Today we have on Lorraine Lewis of now Vixen, but for so many years it was in my mind as Femme Fatale, but it's a, it makes sense. It's it really makes sense. It's a good fit. You it know. Fit. Thank you. I'm I'm honored and happy to be here and really happy that we finally organized this. I know. It's been a couple of years in the making, I think. It has, but it was it was a it was a fun surprise in the email. I was like, oh, but I'm ready to roll. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. But um, it's been a crazy couple of years, you know, with this the apocalypse we've had here. So it was kind of getting back in a groove. So I want to thought we'd talk about, I know besides Vixen, you have an, uh, your own uh, separate company. You know, I want to talk about that, some of your projects. And we'll don't talk, of course, what's going on with Vixen in your music career. Yeah. So, well, let, yeah, let's talk. Do you have any specific questions that you want to hit me with first? Well, let's actually start. Well, in the meantime, because when you were doing um, the, your original band, you would have like another side project, another you kind of playing out, but was it a weirder time for you because like the industry is kind of weird and wonky with your band and well, most bands. I almost and I almost gonna preface this by saying I think on some level COVID has changed the 80s, 90s rock world again, like it even made it better because the packages and the tours, the enthusiasms, there's less people, the fans are more excited. You know, yeah, it feels like it's a good time for rock because a lot of people can do these nice, well-paying flyout gigs. Where you're not stuck doing like 10 towns in Idaho and get nothing. And then, you know, you can fly out to one good gig. Yeah, I will say joining Vixen has been just like cherry on top of my life. Um, I'm really, really happy to be the lead singer of Vixen and love the girls so much. We are having a blast. I've been now officially the lead singer of Vixen since 2019. So that feels really good. Um, yeah. And I mean, even though COVID, et cetera, et cetera, the fans are hungry and they're excited and right. that is what is important. So we are happy to be back out on the road. We have lots of dates this summer, so we're stoked. Yeah, you're actually coming, um, playing near me, very near me. You're a town away in July 9th. You're yeah. uh, Enfield in Connecticut and in the green with yeah, um, we, Autograph and Slaughter. Yeah, we, we love those bands and we love that venue. And um yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on this summer. I mean, we head out next weekend to St. Charles, um, Illinois, and then mm -hmm. we're in Oroville, California. So it's really interesting. We're going to go boom. boom <laughs> Who's plotting that? <laughs> um, I, go, I go where they tell me to go. They're flyout days, so it really doesn't matter on some level because you're just flying anyhow. Exactly. So I'm excited about that. And then we do have a stream of dates in, in all of June and July. Mm -hmm. We have a five date run uh, five like in a row i think it's like oh wow 24th 6th 7th 8th and 29th so i'm excited about that it's been a while since we've done so many in a row so we're, we're here for it we're excited now the challenge is to perform at that level that many times you know what i mean and you haven't been i know it's been kind of weird for some singers coming out and being like i haven't sang in a while keep your voice you know strong is there, is there anything you're gonna do special or any kind of challenge for you or well, it's always challenging, and especially because I'm such a talker. And whenever we are on the road, the girls and I have so much fun. It's like a big slumber party. So there's lots of talking, lots of fun, lots of laughing. Um, so I have to be careful to not over talk, yeah. and especially when I meet the fans and the friends of the band, because I I just am so grateful that people flip and show up. So <laughs> I'm like always just like ah, or there's someone from Facebook or Instagram yeah. that messaged me, and there they are, right there, and. You know, so I, I like touchy-feely. I like belly-to-belly -belly with the people. It's very important to me. I love the people that come and support. 
So I have to just be careful to be able to turn it off mm-hmm. and uh, not talk. And, and that's a trick that I learned from Robin Sander uh, when we were on tour with him many, many years ago, that he doesn't talk during the day. He would write things down. And so I don't know if he still does that, but I, I learned that lesson. <laughs> Maybe and, just doesn't uh, like anybody around him. <laughs> I can't he, talk. I'm saving my voice. <laughs> might not have wanted to talk to me. But, oh, come on, um, I'm sure it wasn't you. But um, it's something that I, I'm conscious of and aware of. And I, I, I have to get a lot of rest. And daily, even now, before I head out, I mean, I do a vocal walk every day. Yeah. I, I live in Palm Springs. And I just moved here in December and every day it's hotter than hell right now. But at about 7:30 every night, I put my beats on and I've got my phone and I've got my stuff and yeah. I go in the neighborhood and I do my vocal warmups for a good half hour, 35, 40 minutes. And when I first moved here and started doing it, it was really weird and funny because people would just look at me like, <laughs> what is going on? And then there were a group of little boys, like maybe they were 10, 11, 12, and they made friends with me. And one day I was walking around doing vocal warm-ups and they came up with their bicycles and they were like, are you in choir? And so <laughs> I said, no, I'm not in choir, but I'm in a rock band. And they were like, what? So I pulled up on my phone, the Vixen page, and yeah. they were blown away and they're like my neighborhood buddies now. So That's it's awesome. very cute. Yeah. Well, I can see it, it, the challenges of, of, of maintaining your throat, not being, because, you know, it's a tool, you get sick or you even dairy or, you know, you have to do all kinds of things to avoid. Well, no. I don't drink, yeah, I don't drink dairy. I'm, I'm pretty close to being vegan, but, um, you know, even now, like today I'm, I'm vocally tired because I've been doing a lot of interviews today mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, to be honest. With ah. And uh, so sleep and rest and chill is key for this stuff, but. I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, it's good. I mean, you finally get to do. I mean, how, how many gigs have you done since you with the, with the band since COVID? I mean, it's only been kind of a well, weird. 2019. I think we had 24 to. 20 okay, so you got your toes in the water, kind of. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was a great run, and then weird. I mean, 2020, we did Monsters of Rock Cruise, and that was it. Yeah. Um, and 2021, I think we did maybe 18. So. Um, we're getting back. We're getting back. It's been good. That calendar. And, you know, on the website, there is a certain amount of dates, but we don't release all of the dates at once um, until we get a thumbs up from our booking agent and our manager right. that they're, that the venue is announcing, yeah. et cetera. So, you know, it's all a timed kind of thing, but there are many more dates than are listed on VixenOfficial.com. That's cool. So, so you're actually, so it looks like you're doing like a, a package but you're doing some packages and some stuff you're doing your own separate flyouts right because like you, i see you guys do an autograph a few things like it makes sense that jimmy bell is an autograph jimmy actually lives in connecticut also he's a he's a hometown guy yeah. so it makes sense that autograph plays there or any of his bands many bands he does but you're on a bill with them on a few gigs so at least i saw on the site yeah we've done a lot of shows with them uh slaughter queens right um even vince neal in 2021 mm-hmm. we did lots of shows with vince um, so, you know, they package these things together. And I think when we're out in St. Charles, we're going to be with Lil, how do you say that? Lilac? 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 Yeah. How do we say their name? Lilac band. You know, the, the family band? No, I don't. 
Oh, they're amazing. They do like Ronnie James Dio, Rainbow Light. They're amazing. They're a family of brothers and sisters. Um, really? Oh, you have you must know who this band is. I may have known. I don't know. I mean, Lilac or family? I don't know. That's weird. I generally have a lot of knowledge, but that's. I think that they were on. They weren't on American Idol, but they were on. It's Lilac Family Rock Band. Yes. Yeah, Lilac, Lilac yeah. Band. They're great. So we'll be playing with them next weekend, and we've done a look few at them. With them already. Look how cute they look. They all look like little rock and rollers, like a rock and roll partridge family. They're amazing. Are they? I'll check them out. Don't let the looks fool you. I don't let. I don't judge anything. I. I'm the guy. I say you can listen to any music you want. You can listen to Slayer. You can listen to Hanson. There's no no music to be ashamed of. The world sucks. Music is for everybody. So I support everything. But it looks yeah. so cute to see little leather jackets and stuff. They're amazing. That's awesome. Got their little font, their rock and roll font. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. I will check them out after. Yeah. But it's neat that you have you know, some of the gigs, you know, that are overlapping. Um, and so you've been doing the album. But also, before we touch that, you have your own business. How are you? And this always makes me really... Uh, Brings the question is how you find a balance because you have a full career and a lot of musicians had to change careers and been very successful in, the, in another one but to be a nine to five and then go well i'm gonna go rock and roll now to keep the business going it's, it's weird it's a challenge oh, for artists a couple of things um i do not have my own production company anymore i had the production company with my business partner back in 2014-15 enjoyed mm -hmm. Three seasons of Ex-Wives of Rock on Slice Network in Canada and Access TV in, here in the States. When that wrapped, I really didn't know what I was going to do, um, but I knew I wanted to stay in television. And my husband was working at a company called Renegade 83. They're famous for the survival show called Naked and Afraid on Discovery. Oh, yeah. Very, very big brand for the company. And I started working for them seven years ago. Um, which is amazing. I have my own office with my colleague Jillian. We have our little names on the door, have a beautiful little silver velvet couch. It's very cool and very rock and roll. And um, yeah, I love the company. They're very good to me. My boss, the head of the VP of talent, his name is Mr. Peter Higgins, and he gets me. And he, he, he understands that I am a performer and a rock and roller. And uh, he, he allows me to have this amazing life that I have, which is, you know, I do the fly out dates and, but I, I'm not going to kid you when I am in the hotel room, I'm working, you know, I'm, I believe it. it's constant. And sometimes I will stay an extra night at the hotel instead of fly back. If it's a work day, I'll stay one more day to mm -hmm. make sure that I'm working and yep. really get ahead of the, of the ball so that I don't drop the ball because I feel very grateful and fortunate that I'm able to do both. Yeah. Well, it's worked out well too, because I mean, the whole world works remotely. So everybody understands that it's not, oh, I'm really working from home. Yeah, right. No, like everybody realizes you can work from home for real yeah. or on yeah. your computer, anywhere. The casting department, we kicked ass during COVID. I mean, we, and actually the conversation, the offices are starting to open up, but he came to us and asked myself and Jillian you know, how do you feel about coming back to the office? And it was like, well, yeah, I mean, that that's fine. Um, but how it's kind of going is, you know, he said, we proved that we can function away from the office. So he said, I'm happy to leave things as they are. So I am too. 
So for now, I stay put. Um, if they want me to come in for a day or two, I'll do that. Um, mm -hmm. But right now, it feels good to still work from home. I, I really enjoy it. Less traffic time, less on-the-road time. You actually get way more done, in my yeah. opinion, by staying put. I, you really I find do. it, too. Yeah, you really do. I'm IT, so I, I, <laughs> I find it very easy to stop on and get right to work. It's really easy to traffic. Um, so in the meantime, you, you guys have been working on a new album. And it's a pretty big thing because there has not been a new album quite a while and with you on it there hasn't been but i will i want to correct a couple things yes there is an album that will be released eventually however this next month or so we are going to release the first single so mm -hmm. the plan is we are releasing singles first kind of a thing it's kind of a new approach because we're not all in the same place and I mean, it'd be such a luxury to be in a lockdown studio for a month or two and really right. do it, but we don't have that luxury. So because we were kind of waiting for that to happen, we decided let's just get the ball rolling. And so we did. And I was in the studio about five, six weeks ago with Fred Corey laying down my vocal track. Um, bass and drums were already done. Britt goes in this Wednesday to lay down solos. Um, yeah. And Julia and Britt did background harmonies about two weeks ago. So it's coming. And we had a huge photo session in Nashville with the legendary Mark Weiss, um, specifically for the release of the single, as well as a plethora of other amazing photos that we're going to be able to use now that we have Julia in the band. So we have all the media ready to go. I can't wait for the song to be done. I can't wait for people to hear it. It was a blast working with Fred. He's the real deal. He's awesome. I, I hadn't worked with a real producer in a long time and he pushed me. He was fun. He wanted certain things to sound a certain way. He would ask me, are, are you smiling? And I'd be like, no, I'm not smiling. He's like, I want you to smile because he can hear it. He can hear everything. And uh, he gave me lots of feedback and comments and compliments. And I, I had a blast and I can't wait for people to hear it. And I can't wait to work with him again. So. How was the songwriting process done though? Like who's doing what in the band? Are you guys doing separate songs or? We do, we do everything. Um, we all write, um, we collaborate, um, we work with outside writers. You know, we don't have, there's no strict formula. Um, and I think partly because, you know, we don't have the luxury of all of us being in the same place at the same right. time. So we've all brought different things. There's a, another song that um, I'm hoping that we're going to record with Toby Wright. Um, the band liked it a lot. I, I worked on that during COVID. Um, and so I presented it and everybody loved it. So Britt and I worked with um, Toby Wright about three months ago. So once we release this first single, that one will probably be next. So, so I, I'm not following it. There's, so not everything is recorded there, right? You still, have, you still recording as you go? Um, all of the for this one particular song, everything is done. But other songs, like so, you have more to finish. So you're in a process. Is what always you're saying? In the process, always in the process. Okay. But, but the song that we're getting, you know, that's going to be yeah. after this first one, is ready to go. It's arranged. It's just a matter mm -hmm. of lining up studio time and getting in there with Toby Wright. I, I asked only because I've heard the same phrase used by different people, and sometimes it means the album's done, but then like one person has to do this, or that it's. I mean, it's totally different every time I've heard it. I'm like, I don't, I don't know anymore. Yeah, no, no, nothing is done until it, it is done. In your hands. I get That's that. Okay. <laughs> then we but, know everybody's done their stuff. 
the other the model, I think it feels like a lot of bands are doing the singles at a time, which is kind of good actually. Kind of get all your singles out by the couple of them are out by the time you have time, the audience knows what you're doing, you know, it's working. Yeah. And one of the things with Vixen is you know, Vixen is really known for the stacked harmonies, the layers of harmonies. Yep. And, and that's something that we will stay consistent with. And, you know, it was amazing to have Julia and Britt do those background harmonies um, a couple weeks ago. And I, I wasn't a part of that process at all. Um, I asked Fred, do you want all three of us? And he said, no. He's like, I just want your vocal front and center. And I want the other girls to do their thing around you. So, yeah, I'm excited. That was kind of weird, though, because you record, obviously, with the, with the other band probably as a band, it's like most people did at one point. So now to do it, whatever he's in his head, you're just kind of following along, not seeing the pieces put together while you do it. I mean, clearly he's doing a good job, but you know what I'm saying? It's weird. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say weird. I would just say different and, and unique. And um, it's just the process, you know, everybody's busy. Everybody has a lot, like we don't have that level. Oh, yeah. Let's all go in like the eighties, you know? So right. however it gets done, I it doesn't matter to me as long as it kicks ass. That's all I'm here for. Is I want it to kick ass. I want it to resonate with people, and mm-hmm. I can't wait to do it live. When you first came into the band, what was the? I remember there was like I didn't hear anything, and then all of a sudden it was announced. Was there like a big delay between the two, or how they even come in? I mean, because what makes sense is they obviously you you're in the band because it's like when a certain band mem- certain bands of the 70s or the 80s when members come out but like somebody else friends with the band or whatever it always makes sense you're like well that's a perfect replacement they're almost in the same type of music it just makes sense they're friends they probably toured and set packages together it just you know so it just feels like it was very seamless it was just one day it was like new singer well that's amazing i'm glad i'm glad that it felt seamless it wasn't that seamless on our end um it was yeah it was a phone call i had told my our booking agent, uh, Sullivan Big, I had called him, I think it was a Thursday night, I called him and I said, I'm, I'm ready to call it a day with them. I love the girls, we've had a blast, it's been a seven year run, we've done great shows, everything has been great, but I'm just done. Right. And uh, the very next day, Roxy called me and said, and I told her the same thing, I just called Sullivan last night and told him I'm done, and she's like, what do you mean done? I said, I'm done. She's like, done, done? I'm like, yeah, done, done. She's like, no, you're not. <laughs> and if you know Roxy, no one can really say no to Roxy. So we talked it through. Um, I talked it over with my husband. And we decided, go for it. And yeah. why not? Um, and it was announced that I was stepping in. And I was greeted very, very favorably. Um, and it's been really fantastic. I will say, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the other singer. I'm me. Well, that's (laughs) the whole point. Yeah. So, you know, in the beginning, it was a little like, whoa, what's happening with the friends and fans of the band. But I will say most, I mean, it's been really, really, everybody's been very, very warm and welcoming and people show up at the shows with Femme Patel memorabilia and and things for me to autograph yeah. and that feels really good we do two femme fatale songs in the set when we do a long set and the fans know the words and it's kind of amazing and it's a it's a really good moment for me because i love vixen and i love doing vixen mm-hmm. and i do my best to honor the vocal as 
good as I can. I mean, I, I want to keep the legacy alive. Right. And I'm just so lucky that I get to also do me and do Femme Fatale. So it, you know, it's a kind of a, it's the second song in the set is waiting for the big one. And it just, we come out blazing with Dixon and then hit him over the head with, with waiting for the big one. And then we kind of settle in and then I get to come back and do Fallen In and Out of Love later yeah. in the set. And it's kind of a reset moment for me and kind of a spotlight moment for me. And it, it feels really good, especially when the fans know that the song, what the song is and they get excited when they hear that keyboard patch and, uh, and they know the words, and that's just really cool. Well, that was a pretty big song. I mean, I don't know how, like, numbers went, but on MTV, I mean, I'm 51. So, I mean, that was a pretty big song that summer when it came out. You know, it was not a lot. Yeah, it so. got a lot of airplay. Waiting for the big one got a lot of airplay as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, who would have thought? That this but Falling In Out of Love is so catchy. It's, like, once you hear it, I'm like, oh, it's stuck in my head now, like, for the rest of the day. It's like one of those songs, you know? Oh, I love that. Thank you. That's awesome. You know, we wrote that back when I lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and it was on a, there was a Coors Light compilation local scene music album right. that came out, and, and it was it was on that album many, many years ago. And then, of course, I mean, it's a dear song for me. So um, just amazing 30 plus years later here we are again well i think the rock fans are, are, are rooting for you know the musicians that they grew up with you know what i mean they get it yeah why you know they want everybody to succeed they've had their own jobs their own lives their own changes they realize it's a certain thing you know and to have you come out and try to be janet would be ridiculous i mean janet everyone's voices changes over the years even janet's changed you know yours will change everyone changes of you got to just be who you are and just you know yes and, honor and the music it, it that's all it's about for me is honoring Vixen. And at no point is Roxy going to let anybody not honor that music. So nobody has nothing to worry about. Yeah, that Roxy's not going anywhere. No, she's got it on. She's, she's got a thumb on the pulse. She's you know? a lifer. She is a Vixen lifer. There's, yeah, Roxy's everything. So to keep the legacy alive is really important to all of us, for sure. Well, it's important because there's not as many female rock bands. So I just feel to be more of them, but they're really starting. It's just not as dominating as, as I would have thought by now, you know. Yeah, yeah, there's not, there's not really a lot, a lot, you know, especially in the 80s genre and the big hair. So, you know, I feel fortunate, you know, let's keep it, let's keep it going. Right, we need more, more rock and roll, you know, female bands and, and, and then mix it up. There's, there's very few that were just all female, you know, there's just a handful and there still is only a handful, you know, and I'm so happy to see them. But, you know, I think yeah. actually, Roxy, is, I think is also doesn't really get spoken about as a, as a, as a musician you know, really under underrated. You oh, know, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, she has a, a history. I mean, she went to school for music. I mean, she, you know, and, and Brit Lightning, same. I mean, Brit, yep. Brit was almost touring with Lady Gaga, you know. I mean, these girls are not... Oh, like, all of them in share, too, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying, like, we're talking about, like, in the time frame of, like, as long as Roxy's been doing this. Like, I don't hear Roxy's name as much as I should. I hear Brit coming up every now and then, up and coming, and you hear that in certain circles. But you don't hear Roxy's name very often for as yeah. solid as much as you know she's done. Yeah, she's she is a pioneer of rock and roll for sure. She eats, breathes, and sleeps it. And let's do our best to, you know, give her I some know. love. That's what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about right now because I agree. I think you know she doesn't get enough kudos, you know, in, in the rock and roll conversations. She doesn't, but you know, maybe this next single will change all that. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> so I. These singles is going to be like the um, 
like the lyric videos? Are you going to at some point? We're actually doing a video. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Excellent. Bring in the 80s back, man. We had a big photo session with Mark Weiss to get a lot of media, you know, things ready for media and also specifically for this one particular song. I wish I could mm -hmm. tell you the name of it, but All I right. can't do that yet. But the photo session, parts of the photo session that we had are specifically for that song. Um, it's going to be very cool. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. When it comes out, I'll, I'll promote it too. Um, I do it <laughs> keep me short because I have a lot of interviews, but um, the, the um, XYZ with Rock, how did that all come about just in general? I just, just <laughs> I'm curious, like whose brainchild was that to yeah. be like, you know, there's a show here. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. okay. Um, basically what happened is my former part business partner and I, Lisa Brucker, she wanted to write a book about my life okay. and she just found all this rock and roll stuff so interesting. And I would go to her house on the weekends and I would tell her stories because um, I, I have done some really fun stuff. And, uh, and she was writing this stuff every day. I would go there and I just got a bug for reality TV. I was like, this book thing is great and all, but how about we do this? Let's let's try to get a reality show going with ex-wives. I, yeah. I thought the title was going to be ex-wives rock because I felt like ex-wives, we do rock. Okay, yeah. Uh, and it was the network that changed it to ex-wives of rock. So that's really how it started. And then I reached out. I was like, I, we wrote a list. Who do we know in the business? Who do we know in the TV business? And one of the first people that I reached out to was Mr. Marty Kallner. And I don't know if you know that name, but Marty Kallner is a very, very famous video director that is famous for making Tawny Katane and the Jaguar rolling around on the Jaguar okay. with White Snake. He did yep. all of those. He did rap. He did, I mean, you guys need to Google him, Marty Kallner. He also has a hit show on HBO called Hard Knocks. It's about yep. the foot football league, uh, NFL, and he's amazing. He did both of my videos, Falling In and Out of Love and Waiting for the Big One. And I reached out to him. I was like, Marty, Lorraine Lewis, I know we haven't talked in a while, but you always loved me. And um, we have this, my friend and I have a show idea. And he jumped on it. And we put together a sizzle reel. Um, we started interviewing I, it was just how it all happened was amazing. I turned on MTV one night and there was Bobby Brown talking about the eighties. And I was like, there you go. I have to find Bobby Brown. That, yep. That's what I'm going to start with. And that's who I started with and got her. We used to do mimosa breakfast and we would go into West Hollywood and there was a restaurant. I can't remember the name of it, but we would invite all these ex-wives of rock in for a breakfast brunch and drink champagne mimosas and Bobby led to Sharice Sharice led to Athena I mean it just it, it just all just clicked it just all clicked and um yeah I'm, I'm super proud of that show it was amazing well there was good chemistry though because too I mean as you know we could be all five great people but if people don't talk or there's not a spark it's well, not going to help your show they, they have real, it they were real friends like oh yeah they lived it like they lived the eighties together. There's but they're also like a good energy. They they're very visual. It's you know what I'm saying. You can be good friends and be like, man, 
they're it's very TV. Very right. Um, yeah, and and the funny thing is with Sharice, Sharice was very reluctant. And uh, I remember her coming to my, this is when I lived downtown LA and she came to my loft and she was like, I don't know, girl, like, I, I like being, you know, anonymous when I go grocery shopping. I don't really want everybody to know my business. I don't want people to know my life and da, da, da. And little by little, I just talked her into it. And Sharice kicked ass on that show. She was fiery. She was fun. She was sassy. She looks amazing. And she was the queen bee. Like she was, you know, with Vince during the heyday. With right. all the money and all of that. And she was really respected because she was like wife number one. And um, it was it's like sister wives. That's your next show. The sister wives of rock and be your. <laughs> well, I actually was working on a show with Bobby Collin, who used to manage Lita Ford. I actually was developing a show around Lita Ford many years ago. I was actually developing a show around Vixen many years ago when um, oh. be before Jan passed away, I was trying to get them all back together and put them out on the road and have them figure out their new journey together. Right. Um, so I was in talks with Jan uh, and then she passed away shortly after that. Um, but That's yeah, crazy. I, I'm always thinking there's a group of outlaw wives in Nashville that I had started something with Bob, Bobby Tallin. Um, I don't know if you know a name, Jelly Roll. Um, yeah. Bunny and Jelly Roll. So um, it's, it's that camp with Yellow Wolf and, you know, pretty amazing people. Um, wow. But, but I've, I've let that one go, um, but I am developing a show right now um, in the dentistry space, believe it or not. So, um, yeah, I, I'd love to tell you the title because it's really telling, but. Well, it's got to be a point also like where it's hard or not hard, like for, there's so many reality shows, you know what I mean? There's a certain point where to, to stay true to who you are, just like there's so many podcasts, it's like. You figure carbon copy of yourself at one point, like at what point, you know, or, or, or anything to keep it interesting. The challenge is going to be like, how do you some that's still reality based? That's interesting that like us, oh, another one, just a different background. You know what I mean? Well, for me, it always comes down to the characters. Right. Always about the characters, just like with X-Wives of Rock. They were characters. They were wild. They were unfiltered. They were fun and beautiful. So I love to do shows like that. Um, but I'm also working on a medical show right now that isn't glitz and glammy. Um, that is, uh, a, I, I want to say kind of a sister show of a hit show that we did called, uh, my feet are killing me on TLC. That is one of our hit shows. I remember that show. Yeah. Yeah. I helped cast that season one, season two, and it is a blockbuster. Like the ratings of that show are off yeah. the chain. It's a gross out show, but we help people like we really help people that could not normally get help so this next show that i'm working on is very similar to that um but it has to do with faces and oh. it's challenging but um but we're going to help a lot of people we, we already have so Good. that's the next one you have a lot of uh, uh, uh irons in the fire there you got a lot going on always and i don't know how i make it all work but i do I'm grateful. It's fun. Um, I, you know, and still find time to do hair and makeup for myself. So I don't know. You look, you look great. <laughs> I wish I could have somebody on the road with me all the time, but I, I have to do it myself. But um, yeah, life is good. You know, 
I feel like we design our lives how we want them to be. And even mm -hmm. through all the ups and downs and whatever we go through, um, like I'm at a place right now, I'll be 64 in September and like life is good. Like I, I'm 64, no way. Yeah. I was born in 1958. Holy moly. Yeah. Wild. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to keep on rocking and rolling and doing TV until it's over. So you can't. Hey, I mean, Betty, Betty White kind of raised the bar for everybody. Between Betty White and the Rolling Stones, nobody's yeah. taking any time off. Yeah, and Mick looks great. I just saw him on Instagram. He, he's amazing. Right? Yeah, he's amazing. Still moves better. I mean, like when I was when I was a kid, like remember like 40 and 45, you feel like it was the end of the world for people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I'm like way past that. I don't feel anything like that. It's like it's so different. We just keep going. There's no end date. There's only an expiration date when you decide there's an expiration date. That's usually and when that, you pass. And that's and that's sad, you know, because there is still so much to do and so much fun to be had. And I believe we are here to have fun and yep. follow our dreams. So that's actually perfect words to end on. So people check out uh, Vixen on Instagram, Facebook. I'll put the links underneath as usual. Uh, the the website will all be there. And of course, you probably personal personal ones too. And Lorraine Rock, yes, and I'm on TikTok, although, man, I'm trying to do four TikToks a day, according to Gary V. That's what I'm supposed to be doing, because I follow Gary V. and uh, I haven't been on there in two weeks, but I just did one today, because I was going to be doing interviews, and I was like, I'm doing five interviews today. Stay tuned for details, so. TikTok seems like it's just so much, as like, oh, it's just, it's just so much to do to promote, you know, like, the show I should be on TikTok, and I was like, I was even on Twitter, and um, for a while, and finally, on, you know, Michael DeBars is like, you got to be on Twitter. I'm like, I don't want to be on Twitter. It's like, you got to be on Twitter. So I'm on Twitter. Twitter's you know, the only one that I've stayed away from from the beginning. I just didn't like the format for me. I just, I didn't enjoy it. Um, Instagram, I think, is great. I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook anymore, although I did post today. And I really want to do TikTok. Actually, TikTok is a really great source for casting. We find a lot of crazy characters on TikTok. Well, I can see that. It's very instant. It's, it's, it's in the moment. And we reach out to them. And yeah, we've, we're developing a lot of shows around a lot of TikTok people right now. So I would say uh, Twitter is like people just all sitting on a box and yelling at each other. You know, I don't know how anybody hears anybody. It's too much. Yeah. But all right. So check them out. And I will probably, so probably check you guys out when you guys come into Enfield. So we'll see you then. But I want to thanks for being on the show. Happy day. Thank you. Bye -bye.